Welcome to Don't Box Me In, the show that features conversations with people from all walks of life, talking about their extraordinary experiences and inspirational messages. Now, here's your host, Lana Reed. Hello, 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 and welcome to another week of Don't Box Me In. I am your host, Lana Reed, and I'm so excited to be with everybody today. Uh, today it's all about uh, that personal commitment that we have to reach goals in spite of our circumstances. And I get the chance to talk uh, with a woman who uh, not only is a mother, but who has found a way to balance um, the other things going on in life, such as going to school, making time for your passions, and also that daunting um, task of entrepreneurship. Wanda Frazier has strived through all of this and more and is here with me today to share her story. I thank her so much for making time for me today, and it is with pleasure that I welcome her to the show. Wanda, welcome to Don't Box Me In. Well, thank you, Wanda. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you. Thank you for making time. So one of the things I like to do from the very beginning, Wanda, is start off with my guest uh, beginning. So um, let's just let's jump right in here and do that. Uh, where were you born at, dear? Um, I was born in Morristown, New Jersey. More t- so where is that for us that know only the major Jersey cities? Um, I'm probably like 35 minutes outside of Newark. Okay. Um, 40 minutes from uh, Manhattan. Okay, okay. So yeah. you're Jersey girl, Jersey girl. Um, yes. You have brothers and sisters? I have sisters. I always wanted a brother, but I have <laughs> I have three sisters, uh, two older and one younger. Okay, so you're right in the middle there. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you're the one who got beat up all the time then. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're pointing at Wanda. Wanda. Wanda did it. Wanda did it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So growing up in uh, New Jersey, uh, you know, do you have any fond memories or any memories of growing up, growing up in Jersey? Um, growing up in Madison, I didn't appreciate it then because I thought it was boring. Um, <laughs> there was there was no excitement. I always thought there was nothing to do. But now looking back at it and... Um, the experience that I had, and I, I think I thank God for it. And okay. I wish my I wish my grandkids, I hope my grandsons could experience something like that. Especially okay. nowadays, it's so crazy out here. Okay. You know? What What do you you think you had that was a benefit growing up that your grandkids don't have today? Um, I had my grandmother and my mother, so okay. I had a strong matriarch. Okay. Um, family to um my father was in and out mm-hmm. but it was the women that really helped me and helped us all yeah i think that's uh, something we experience a lot in today's generation you know the the whole extended family and the strength of the family is kind of eroded somewhere along the way and um i do think we're suffering some of the consequences of it so you know it's just you know wonderful that you had that opportunity to you know um if i didn't have mom to go to you know i had grandmother to go to or auntie or you know uncle or whatever you know and and that just you know it's that whole concept of it takes a village to kind of raise somebody so it's it's wonderful right. that you had Right. That, um, especially with all those girls, I you know I know some of you guys were calling causing some trouble as as the hormones and all that stuff tried to get in the house, right? A whole bunch of women in the house. Well, one of my oldest sisters, she was in the sports, so okay. that was her outlet. So my mom was kind of like not so worried about her, but me and my next oldest sister, she thought it was just all about the boys for us. So we had a harder time getting out the house. Okay, okay. You guys had to go out chaperoned all the time. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So tell me, um, you know, growing up little girl and maybe even in high school, what did Wanda say she wanted to be when she grew up? I actually thought I was going to be a dancer. Okay. Um, yes, I wanted to be a dancer. I wanted to dance around the country. I don't know, videos, uh, do anything with dancing. That's what I okay. wanted to do. And I did oh. start going to school for dancing. Okay. So there's like a... um. I know uh, where I'm from in uh, Winston-Salem, they have like, what is that, uh, North Carolina School of Arts or whatever. So you do the, I remember growing up on fame, Debbie Allen and all of that stuff. They have that in New York too as well. So did you go to like a dancing school in, in New Jersey? Uh, yeah, No, actually I went over to New York. I went over to the Broadway Dancing Center. I used to go there. Um, I tried a couple of classes at Alvin Ailey. Okay. So I, yeah, I started, you know, with the little um, the things there. Okay. And then um uh, I hurt my knee somehow, some way, and then that dream quickly died. <laughs> okay. You were still in school at the time? Uh, yes, I was still, like, in high school. Okay, okay. So we we graduate from high school, so what happens, Do what do you do with your life then after graduation? We get a job, we get married, we have kids, or what happens? Um, I got my first job, mm-hmm. and I started working, and then, um, yeah, I worked for about two years, maybe about two or three years. Mm-hmm. And then I find out I'm pregnant. I'm like, okay. are you sure? <laughs> you sure you have the right one? <laughs> <laughs> you sure you have the right one? Let's read the test again. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> exactly. So she's like, I know who you are. <laughs> and then um, I uh, yeah, got pregnant, and then I kind of just raised my daughter. And, mm-hmm. you know, I did the welfare thing for a little while. Mm-hmm. And, um Went back to school um, in the late 80s. I thought I was going to be a court stenographer, so I, I tried to do that, um, stenograph. Mm-hmm. Went to school for that. But that state test, you have to be able to type 225 words a minute. And Who does that? I, real- I know. I realize my fingers do not move that fast. So. Oh, my gosh. That seems unreal. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So then that was a dream, that was a quickly deferred, but I did finish the course, so I do have a um, a certificate in stenography. I still can't type that fast, but okay. I, I, I don't course. think anybody can do those expectations, though. That's, that's I know. That's crazy. Even though a lot is, um, you know, a lot of syllables are like paragraphs or, okay. or, or not so much paragraphs, but like sentences. Okay, so they have shortcut typing things that they yes. are doing. Okay, okay, yes. gotcha, yes. gotcha. So two years in, we realized that we um, we're pregnant. Um, it, it, may I? Are you? Were you at that particular time on good terms with the father, or was it like a shock to everybody, or what? Well, no, we were. Um, we got together. Yes, we were together for five years. Okay, I mean it okay. was a shock to him, but then we stayed together for five years for the first five years. Okay. Okay. So, um, so you're, you're, you're kind of doing the motherhood thing. She's a young, it is a daughter, right? Yes, a daughter. Okay. And, uh, so you decided to go back to school at what, how old was she? Uh, my daughter must have been about, I'd say six months. Oh, okay. So yes. she was young. Okay. Yes. So, yes. um, so after the court stenography thing didn't work out, what did you do with yourself then? Uh, just continue working odds and in jobs. Okay, okay. But I never and, really felt, you know, full. I always thought that there was something else. I didn't know what, but I okay. always thought there's something I should be doing. Like I'm missing something. 
Gotcha, gotcha. But you you had no clue what that feeling was about, though. No, because I dismissed it a lot of times because, like I said, reality. <laughs> yeah, I had yeah, to work, I, mean, I had to pay bills, you know. So. Yeah, we we got to eat, we got to keep a roof over our head. Right. But you but know what I find find sometimes though, even when we have this like, I don't really know what it is, but I know there's something gnawing at my spirit. There's something that we're dibbling and dabbling in in our day to day basis that it, it is, but we're just not paying attention to it. So looking right. back, do you think that there was something that was kind of sparking your interest, but you were not paying attention to it that, um, you know, was giving you some sort of satis- satisfaction? Yes. I, okay. Looking back now, looking back at hindsight, all these situations, certain situations, and even some people I have met in the past mm-hmm. that would would speak certain things to me, like, "Oh, you're small," or "You're gonna, you're gonna do this," or "I see it in your eyes," and stuff. And I just thought, okay, especially if, especially if it came from a guy, I'm like, all right, you, I guess uh-huh. you're just trying to. Uh, we know where you're trying to go with this, right? Yeah, you know, so I, <laughs> I always just dismissed it. And I thought, you know, a lot of people were just being nice. Mm-hmm. They would, you know, it's like, oh, well, yeah, of course you're going to say that. Yeah, you're just trying to be nice, okay, and all like that. But I dismissed it for such a long time. But I always had a annoying feeling, like somebody's on my shoulder, a higher power, something like, okay, listen to me or pay attention or... Mm-hmm. Do this and do that, and it was years before I really, I think after the separation of my daughter, I mean my father, her, my daughter's father, and I, and then I realized that okay, it's it's just me. Okay. Although I know I have, you know, my mom and my grandma there, okay. it's just me. And then um, my father passed. Okay. And, well, me and my sisters have different fathers. Okay. So my my biological father passed, and um, when he passed, I inherited his house. Okay. And then that was a real awakening for me because I didn't know anything about home ownership. I never owned a house, had no intentions of owning a house. The only thing I knew is something ever broke, I would call a landlord. But then when he passed, no, no, house, that water heater is your responsibility, dear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it, 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 did, it did frighten me. Oh my God, it scared me so bad. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, and like, I, I mean, I don't know how old you were when this particular it happened when you inherited the house, but you know, if you're a mother, you're trying to raise your child, you're taking care of that, you've got that on your mind. I'm trying to get to work every day, and then now I've got this kind of blessing and a curse. I've got this house given to me, but with that comes like. Oh man, somebody's got to cut the grass on the front yard. I mean, you know, it's just, it's exactly. just, it can be a bit much with everything else that you have on your plate. So, you know, but you got through that though, right? I got through that. We stayed there for, um, the first, I guess, three years and then I end up selling it. Okay. Okay. So yeah. how old, um, you said for three years, you said, so about how old was your daughter when all of this was, when you guys were in the house? Um, she had to be, I want to put her at seven or eight. Okay. Okay. So still. And, and she's at how old today, may I ask? My daughter's 28 today. Oh, she's a big girl now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she got three kids of her own. Oh, oh you're a grandma. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. You are really a grandma. Three of them. Yeah. Okay. I, I am so, pr- I am not looking forward to that with mine. I'm like, oh, we, I, I'm just, I'm not ready for that yet. I don't, I don't want nobody to call me grandma yet. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> 
but okay, so you um you so so she's well, I'm assuming like seven, eight, nine, so she must be about ten, so you guys are back out there. Um had you she's ten years old, you left the house that your father gave you. Did at this point did it start to kind of kick in, Wanda, hey, maybe we should be doing this with our life. Maybe we should try to go this direction, or were you still kinda not seeing things? Um, it was kicking in, but I, I think I was ignoring it because even though I felt it, I'm like, well, I don't know how to do it. I don't, I never went to school for any of this. I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and the internet was just like, I don't know nothing. Like, you know, I don't even think it was around. <laughs> so I Google didn't know is everybody's start. friend now. You can find everything you need on Google now. Right. right. Okay. So in the beginning, yeah, I didn't know where to start. I didn't know where to turn. Um, eventually I did just start talking to people, but then when I find out, when I talk to people who are in the same situation that you're in, yes, it wasn't a good, you know, because it was more of a deterrent. Oh, well, you can't do that. You you can't do that. Oh, that'll never work. Or basically that's stupid, you know. And you know that's that's the that's the problem that a lot of people have when they're you know trying to elevate their situ- situation. They're trying to be better than they are right now. Is where we find ourselves surrounded with people that are in the same situation or doing the same as us. And people tend to want to keep you in their own comfort zone, and they don't want to you know motivate you to grow and be a better person. So one of the things that I always recommend and, and I think everybody always does is when you're trying to elevate yourself to the next level, you have to surround yourself with people who are doing the kind of things that you want to do, you know, that are involved in business or, you know, personal growth and development, but you know like you said, you know, if you're around your friends and family and they say, you know, Wanda, you've always been like this. This is what we're comfortable with you being. This is who we know you to be. What you right. trying to do? Why are you trying to go over there and do that? No, uh-uh. we right. want to keep you right here with us. So, exactly. you know, that, that, that is such a struggle when, you know, you know, there's something out there more for you than your current situation. And, you know, sometimes you have to you have to make that push and pull away from the people that are comfortable keeping you there because it is comfortable you'll find it's comfortable staying there uh you know with with your friends and family wanda we're going to take our first commercial break of the day stay tuned we will be right back right after this welcome back to don't box me in Here's your host, Lana Reed. Hello, hello, and welcome back. Don't box me in. Today I am with uh, Miss Wanda Frazier, and we were discussing, you know, growing up in New Jersey and, you know, the trying to balance everything, motherhood, you know, home ownership, and, you know, just finding your purpose and passion in life. And um, we were at the point where, you know, you were still trying to kind of find your way, and, and it was it's starting to come clear, and, and you were at the process where – you were just trying to find the right people to connect with because your current circle was kind of happy to keep Wanda where Wanda was at. Correct. So, so um, did you eventually start to, to find people that kind of help you, motivate you to get you along your way? Uh, yes, eventually. Um, one of the first persons that I did talk to was a, um, he was like a manager type. I didn't work directly under him, but, um, he was a great guy. His name was Harold. Mm-hmm. And when I was telling him my ideal, um, he said, oh, I know. He gave me the direction to start looking. 
Okay. And, the, you know, the people to look out, you know, to search to and to ask questions about. So he, he started me on that path. Okay. Like, oh, okay. So you did have an idea, though. I mean, or did it come along somewhere along the way and then you you ran into Harold? You you. And I get, let me say this. At this point in time, let's go ahead and, and tell the audience you um, have invented this this very creative, wonderful thing. Um, you know, I would have never even thought of that. Um, but maybe you can explain to the audience what what it is that your invention is. Okay. Uh, my invention is it's called Aroma Specialty Plate. Now, at this particular job, I had this one coworker, mm-hmm. and she was – she was cooking. She was always bringing in something for us to eat. Mm-hmm. So one day she came and she uh, skedaddled over to my cubicle and she's like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> I made I made like a blueberry cake or a blueberry. It wasn't a pie, but it was like a cake. She said, I made a blueberry cake. Would you like a piece? So I was like, okay, yeah. Um, when she handed me the cake on the on the paper plate, it was still warm. Mm. And I could smell the blueberries just coming. And mm. it just smelled so, oh, my God, it just took me away. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, as soon as this dessert cools off, I'm going to lose that aroma. Gotcha. So I ate the quick, I ate the piece of cake real quick. <laughs> I, just to, <laughs> I just wanted to keep that, you know, that smell. Okay. But then after I ate the plate, I mean, after I ate the cake, I'm looking at the plate and I'm like, wouldn't it be awesome if this plate could, you know, just keep emitting this aroma until, you know, because I didn't want to eat it fast. Of course, it was good. She cooked mm-hmm. up. But wouldn't it be, you know, I just wanted the plate to hold the scent a little longer. Mm-hmm. And then that's when uh, it had dawned on me. And I said, okay, a scented dessert plate. Gotcha. And gotcha. Yeah, and it was just like that. Like, it's like, and, and actually, this happened in 2004. Okay. So, so we're talking just, 10 years ago. You've been just yes. sitting on, sitting on wonderful stuff. Yes. I had the concept in my mind. Um, like I said, I reached out to a, a couple of places. Harold directed me to this one place, uh, this R&D research company. Okay. Um, unfortunately, I end up getting scammed over $12,000 out of that. Because, oh, wow. Yeah, so I lost my because I kept putting it in, putting it in, putting it in, putting it in, and everything just ended up backfiring. But And then after that initially happened, I put my ideal away, and it sat in the closet for close to like seven years. Oh. No. So I knew, but then it kept gnawing at me again back in the close to 2010. Like, okay, you got to do something with this. Uh-huh. So then that's when I picked it up again and I said, okay, I'm going to just go ahead and try it myself. Okay. And I'm going to launch this I mean, myself. That's an awesome, awesome, amazing concept because, you know, people don't understand how much the senses are connected. So the, the have the taste of something and the smell of something and then the visual element of it all tied. I mean, I think that would make the eating experience just like that much more enjoyable. So, I mean, it's amazing that, um, you know, it's just like, it's like a no-brainer, so to speak. Right, right. And that's that was my whole concept, to enhance the dining experience. Because especially if you go out to restaurants and you're having a good time and the entree and the appetite, everything is good, the atmosphere, everything is good, is wonderful. And then you want to finish off your night with, you know, 
coffee or tea and a nice piece of dessert. Mm-hmm. And while you're eating your dessert, why not smell the strawberries? Why not smell the pineapples or the apples or whatever that main ingredient or the lemon, whatever mm-hmm. that main ingredient of that dessert is? So, yeah, that was my whole, like, concept, just help enhance the dining experience. Gotcha. And like you said, we eat with our we eat with our sight and our nose because there's mm-hmm. many times I'm not hungry at all. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look, I smell something, my head turn. I'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> right, look, I can eat. <laughs> I got some room in here somewhere. You know, I can fit that, right? <laughs> exactly. They get us like that on Thanksgiving dinner. They get us like that on Christmas dinner. That's where we get all those extra pounds at. No, I didn't need to eat that. No, I didn't need to eat that. <laughs> so just wondering, though, listen to, is this a concept like for your restaurants or is this something for your everyday homeowner consumer can have in their house? Uh, either or. You're, I, I, I want to get it market to restaurants, but... Okay. Is Betty Sue down the street like the cook? I know it's, I see it as a novelty item. I don't see people using it every day. So, yes, I can see Christmas, Thanksgiving, you know, special occasions. It's okay. like you're fine China. You're not going to pull it out every every occasion. So I do see it as a novelty item. Okay. You know, uh, Christmas parties, birthday parties, or anything like that. So that's fine with that. So, But if somebody wants to use it every day, I'm... Okay. <laughs> Say, hey, no complaints from me. So you yeah. mentioned pull, pulling it out. So I think, so I can get the concept right. This is not a disposable item. This is something that you can reuse again and again? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, um, the scent is going to be infused into the plate itself. So if it's a, you're going to have apples all over the plate, and they're going to infuse the scent into each apple. And then what's going to activate the scent? Because a lot of people's like, oh, well, then, you know, it's just, I said, no, it's not an air freshener. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the temperature from, so if you place a hot dessert on it, it'll get activated. And if you place a cold dessert on it, the scent will be released. That's I, don't, I don't want the scent to be released at room temperature. Okay. So the, the scent has to be either so cold or so hot. Okay. So me being the chocolate fanatic that I am, so when I have my my chocolate ice cream and I stuff my double stuff Oreos and Oreos in there, so I'm going to be overwhelmed with a sensation of chocolate from the ice cream because it's cold. Okay, yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay. I don't okay. know what chocolate smells like, but yeah, okay. We yeah. Can no, as, yeah. as a cho- as a chocolate addict, trust me. When I walk into the room, I know exactly where it's at and where it's located. If you are hiding it in your purse, I will find it. We'll so- find it. Okay. <laughs> you cannot hide chocolate from me. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, it's going to be a plate that, and you, you know, um, of course, there's certain, you know, I have to care for it. It has to be, um, when, when not in use contained in an airtight, you know, container to keep the scent for as long as possible and, you know, wash specially, then put it up and okay. keep okay. it, you know, thing until you're ready to, you're ready to use it again. Okay. You know? So you, you mentioned that, you know, you had gotten scammed uh, previously and unfortunately that is just, you know, for a lot of entrepreneurs, that's a, a unfortunate struggle that a lot of them go through. But now where you're at, because you, you, you put it away for seven years and you're out here again trying to do it, where exactly are you at in the development of the product or getting it out there? Or, I mean, what what is I'm, your... Go ahead. I'm at my um, prototype, prototype stage. Um, 
I was able to locate a manufacturing company, and I'm glad to say in the United States because. Go ahead. Okay. When, yeah, when I first started looking, everybody said, like, "Oh, you got to go overseas. You got to go to China. You got to." And I mean, I would have if I had to, but I really wasn't comfortable with that. Gotcha. Um, I did find a manufacturer that can manufacture here in the United States, which is a big yes for me. Okay. And at, right now, so I'm in the process of building a prototype, but I'm seeking investors because I need to get it paid. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. Now, without giving away everything, um, is it a hard process to manufacture this plate, or is, is it is a lot of difficulty making this thing, making putting the scent in there and, and packing, packaging it all up, or is it um, something that's relatively easy to make? Right, it's relatively, well, like I said, when I was talking to the manufacturer, yes, it can be done. Um, it's not that hard. Um, the only thing that they're probably going to, is keep it, how long is the scent going to last? Last. Like I said, we preserve it for as long as we can, and then, you know, like how many uses are you going to be able to get out of this? So that's where we're still kind of trying to figure out, like, is it going to last a year, is it going to last six months or something like that? And then, you know, cost efficient because if it doesn't last that long, but, you know, how many times are you going to replace it? Gotcha. So. Okay, so I'm getting the picture of a, um, you know, when I go to the grocery store and I I go look at a loaf of bread, I turn it over and say, okay, this expires on such and such. So the plates will have something sort of like that, it, a good for expires only or whatever time frame for. Uh, yeah, I would think so. And then, but then it also depends on the amount of use as well. Okay. So it has to coincide with. Like I said, I can't see anybody using it every day. But, you know, if you use it within reasonable time, I'm looking for at least a year or two. Okay. If not longer. If not longer, if possible. Okay. That's, okay. that's what I'm looking for. So, but that's still in the testing stage as well with the uh, development of it. Okay. So um, about how long, do you know how long the testing process last before we actually come up with a product that we can submit to um, possibly stores to sell or something? Um, average about six to eight weeks. Okay. Okay. So that's not bad. So we, we hopefully we'll have our fingers crossed, toes crossed. We, we could actually see some pitching to some stores before 2015? Uh, yes. That's what my, <laughs> that's what my fingers are crossed for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would like to try it. I would like to try you know, get this holiday season being for this holiday too. So I'm, I'm looking like late October, maybe November. You know, I would, oh. even if I miss, you know, I would try to like to get Thanksgiving and Christmas. Okay. Okay. And so we need some investors, and we need to finish getting the prototype out there. Yes. Okay. Okay. So everybody hear that? You know, it, it's good. is there a um, is there like a website or um, some way to contact or connect with you if people want to get involved with your project? Uh, my website is still being built, um, but I do have an email address, which is simply Aroma Specialty Plate LLC at Yahoo. Okay, okay, and we'll give that out again at the end of the show uh, once again so people can connect with you. Uh, but right now we're going to take a quick commercial break. Stay tuned, and we will be right back. Let's return to Don't Box Me In with your host, Lana Reed. 
Hello, 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 and welcome back to Don't Box Fan. I am Lana Reed, and today I am with Miss Wanda Frazier. She is the owner, creator, founder of Roma Specialty Plates, um, and that is a dessert plate that uh, responds to heat or cold um, of the dessert, and then the scent will be activated and released, and then you will just enjoy your dessert. will have just much more amazing experience uh, overall. And uh, before the break, we were talking about where Wanda was in the process of getting this product into the public's hands. Um, I'm curious, though, because you know I'm pretty sure you've been at this for so many years now. Um, maybe there's a business plan floating around there or something somewhere. Is, do you have any numbers on how much it actually takes to make a project like this come to life? Um, that the numbers are still being worked out with the um, once they figure out how to get this sent into the plate. So no, okay. today I don't actually have any numbers. Okay, and that's another that's another thing that we gotta try and keep cost efficient. Okay, and so there's no guesstimate about um, maybe how much this will retail for. So I can say, you know what? No, I talked to Wanda, you know, uh, on August 13th, and she told me the place is going to be $10. So you're selling them for 20 I am not. No, Wanda, girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I there's no great nothing right now. But I know <laughs> I'm trying to keep it reasonable, and I know okay. the, the target numbers I'm looking, you know, from fourteen ninety nine anywhere up to twenty five ninety nine, I think those are reasonable. And if I can okay. get them in a set of three, oh, so okay, okay, and especially for the longevity that you uh, plan to have for them, that's 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 a nice deal for an item like that. So that's not bad at all, right? Okay, okay, and um, so uh, we need to find once again because I want to make sure I get this out there. We need to find some investors or some people interested. Uh, and once again, give us the email that people can contact you in case they want to get involved with what you're doing. Aroma Specialty Plate LLC at yahoo.com. Okay, okay. Good stuff. And uh, once again, we want to try to see if we can get this out here before the holidays. So everybody's got their fingers crossed and everything. We're going to, you know, speak existence, speak life into that. So we're going to see these yeah. plates before Christmas. So everybody do that. Um, but you also, besides the plates, which are already phenomenal on their own, um, you've, you've got some other things going on that you like to do. Um, I read that you also have some writing, some books out there that need to come to be. Oh, yes. That's another thing. I'm trying to get my stories out there. Um, fiction, of course. So okay. Fiction. Um, I have a, I don't know, I guess it's called a creative mind. I got so many thoughts mm-hmm. going through my mind at one time that sometimes I think I'm going crazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> one minute I'm, I'm thinking about this and then something else will come in. So, yeah, I, um, I generated a story that I'm still writing on, um, it's basically, the premise of it is we have five women. Mm-hmm. We have an African-American, a Hispanic, Asian, um, Native American, and, wait, African-American, uh, Caucasian, Hispanic, mm-hmm. Native American, and Asian. Now, these are four, these five women are equally qualified in life experience, education, and everything about you know, they are applying for this one job at this Fortune 500 company. And the story involves that these, these five individuals who don't know each other come together and they're competing for this job. So 
They don't know each other. They don't like each other, for one. Number mm-hmm. two, they're different cultures. Gotcha. But they're coming through this one job. They're brought together through the antics of this madman who told them it's about a job, but he has sinister reasons for getting together because he wants to end up blackmailing them. Nice plot. Okay. <laughs> so now these five women are going to find themselves. They have to work together. Um, they don't like each other. They don't know anything about each other's culture, but now they're going to have to come together and work together and be as one. Else, mm-hmm. their lives might, you know, end <laughs> because um, of the uh, the madman there. Right, right. So okay. I, so you got so, that? You finished it, or you're still working on it? Um, that's almost finished. Um, that that uh, hopefully in about another, I would say, three months. Okay. Have you always written? Yeah, I dabbled, yes. And I just wrote and then just put things away. I never got anything published. I don't know anything about the publishing world. I never even tried. But then once I started with the plate and started moving along then, then I started, you know, again, going to the Internet and reaching out to publishers or, you know, things like that to see, okay, I have a story. I have a short story. I have an ideal. I have a concept. You know, would you be interested in it and stuff like that? But I like the idea of bringing the five cultures together and, you know, so women, we can stop tearing each other down. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a big problem, uh, we have today. Um, and it's one of the things that I speak to, uh, when I do my seminars, you know, it, it, we should lift each other up as sisters, whatever race that we are. Um, but it just seems like we have such a backbiting, tear down kind of spirit, uh, competitive spirit within us, uh, that nobody gets ahead, you know, so. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot, of, a lot of healing that we need to, to come through. And sometimes, exactly. you know, like, like your, the premise of your book, though, sometimes it takes that, that experience that, you know, if we do not team up together, we're not going to get out of this, you know, like with the madman, you know, if we do not come together, I, I can't just look out for me. I have to actually look out for you and you. That's the only way I'm going to survive. You know, sometimes it takes um, these types of situations to, you know, people to, to make people grow into um, compassion for each other. And unfortunately, you know, I don't you wish it would get to that point before that. But, you know, yeah. it is yeah. It is what it is. So is that the only book that you're working on, or do you have another one, another idea that you're tossing around? Uh, yeah, I do have a, one more idea. Um, it's about, um, I'm woman-based. I like to write stories about women because I can relate. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Write what you know. Write what you know. There you so, go. The next story is about uh, three sisters who are identical uh, to triplets. Um, they were separated at birth. Uh, they never knew of each other's existence. It's like 20 years later. Um, one sister got adopted by a very wealthy family. She she was privileged all the way around. The next sister grew up in, I guess, the West Coast. And, and was a, she got adopted by an okay family. Not mm-hmm. too bad, not too, not too good, but mm-hmm. in the middle. And then the last sister um, never ended up getting adopted. Um, she ended up getting... Uh, I don't know, I, I would say thrown into the prostitution world mm. and, and drugs and stuff like that. And that sister particularly ended up killing her pimp. Mm-hmm. He, he, he attacks her one day and something and she ends up killing her and she ends up getting accused and, and convicted and everything like that. And then it's such a big story that her picture and everything is 
it's going, you know, throughout the oh. media. And then that's how the other sisters, when they see this, like, news clipping of such and such getting arrested, they're like... She looks like this? me. Yeah, she looks like me. So then now they have to go back and find out. The, the girl who grew up rich never knew she was adopted. Her parents hmm. never told her. So now she got to go back and confront them. Now hmm. she wants you know, she's going back to find out her roots, where she came from, and what happened. And then they all come and they meet each other once in a while, but not after going through each their individual, I guess, hell per se, from the lies that they're told and and stuff like that. And again, they they have their differences, um, their anger, their animosity, and the things that they're they're dealing with as individuals, and then trying to come back and learn about somebody who they have family yeah that that's 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 a big that's a lot to to cope with all at once you know the the plot lines you know the complexities of it that you come up with you know i I know a lot of it is women-based but you know there's so much more to it it's so much more intriguing where do you think that comes from for you um i really (laughs) I don't know. Like I said, maybe I got too much time on my hand. I'm sitting around. <laughs> <laughs> because I could just be looking at a commercial and something so, like, off the wall would come. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, oh, And, like, a lot of times I dismiss that. But mm-hmm. then when it's reoccurring, and that's what happens, I'll get a thought and then I'll just dismiss it. Mm-hmm. But then a week, month, or years later, it'll come back in some form or fashion. It'll come back around. So, once it comes back around a third or, I mean, a second or even a third time, then it's like something to me, okay, you got to do something with it. Because it, it can't keep, these ideals and thoughts can't keep coming back to me. I think and they're being sent to me for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I believe my higher spirit's up there saying, look, I'm yeah. trying to help you here. That's there you go. <laughs> okay, so this is going this is going to be Lana's project from Wanda from now on because I know you got a smartphone because everybody these days got these smartphones and on a smartphone there's this like speaker or recording thing app. So I just need you to walk around all day with the record app on and any thought that comes to your mind you automatically just record it on your phone so that way if you forget about it at least you have a constant dialogue diary of this is what Wanda was thinking today because you have such wonderful gems that you know need to be materialized out there into the world but you know when we do get caught up in our day-to-day hustle and bustle so many times like you said we dismiss you know these thoughts that we have and it's like three months later it's like oh wow that was great why didn't I oh because I got caught up life just kept on going and I forgot about this thing that was actually wonderful and like you said sometimes we have you know your higher power that's up there tapping you on the shoulder like look I'm not going to tell you this too many more times lady now you need to be (laughs) you need to be doing this and I know I have missed many a blessing sometimes because I was not paying attention to that tap on the shoulder so you know from now on you have to go I just need you to walk around and like okay Juan this is what I'm thinking today you know what I'm saying? Because clearly you have a lot of wonderful and amazing thoughts that need to be to need to get out there into this world for other people to share. You don't know how many other lives you could be touching and benefiting. You know. Oh, thank you. There you yeah, go. Yeah, that, so that gives me confirmation too. So okay. there you go. I, there you, I am your other tap on the shoulder today. How about that? Okay. All right, everyone. We're gonna take our last commercial break of the day. Stay tuned. We'll be right back right after this. Okay.
Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Here's your host, Lana Reed. Hello, hello, welcome back. Today I have had the pleasure of uh, being with Miss Wanda Fraser. She is the owner, creator, founder of Aroma Specialty Plates, LLC. And uh, we've been talking about all the wonderful things she has done, gone through, and, uh, you know, just put together and even some of the stuff that she's overlooked when she should have been doing them. Um, and I'm realizing now, Wanda, that I kind of skipped over uh, some other things that you've done that I want to make sure that everybody knows because sometimes sometimes people say, oh, you know, no, I don't have time for this because I'm doing this. And, oh, no, I, I can't do this. Oh, wait, I got to wait until this or whatever. But you managed somewhere along the way, and I don't know what part of your life it was, um, but you, you obtained your associate's degree in criminal justice. Can you tell me at what point in life did you do that? Uh, yes, last uh, October 20th, I've been going to school. I started in... Um, 2010, okay. and um, my daughter actually has a master's, so she has her high school diploma, she has a BA, and she has a master's, and okay. I always, always had just a high school diploma, so I wanted to always go back to school. Now, she went to college, and she went to Hampton University, so she did that on campus and everything, and I'm glad she got to experience that life. Mm-hmm. Um, then when the opportunity for me to go back to school, you know, I with, I work full-time. I work for the state of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So then I started going online because okay. um, criminal justice was, it had an interest to me. I thought I was going to become a crime scene detective, you know, like you see those CSI shows. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, and all this stuff. So I, I said, oh, I'm going I'm to be a crime scene investigator. <laughs> I said, but I don't want to. After the body is gone, I'll come and get you know the bullet casing. Uh, uh, no, you don't. You can't. You can't do that. No, I only show up after. No, yeah, I will be there, but you have to make sure. No, Wanda doesn't work like that. Yes. So once I find out, like, uh, no, you will have to take evidence off the body. I'm like, all right. Well, I gotta choose something else. <laughs> this is not for me. No, 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 no. No, I would not be doing that. No. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know where that's going to take. I don't know where I'm going to go after I get, but I did get my associate, and I'm working towards my um, BA. It's and still in the this, criminal justice field? Yes, still in the criminal justice. I just won't specialize in crime scene investigation. So, so what do you uh, think your uh, options, have, or do you have any options on the table at this time, or are you just kind of not honest, sure? Yeah, honestly, no, because I think I just did it for something that, okay, this is what I accomplished. Gotcha. I, I wanted I wanted a degree, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted it. So if I don't use it, because especially if my plate hit the market, no, I won't use it, but I have my degree. I started gotcha. something and I finished it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of times that's, that's a hindrance. We start these things and, and we just don't finish. And it's, that's, that's three quarters of the battle is finishing. Right. Right. Finish. Okay, so you're you're currently getting your masters now? Bachelor's. No, my no, my bachelor's. My daughter has her masters. Okay, okay. So you're working on the bachelor's in criminal and how, how much longer do you have? Um I graduate at the end of this year, July in December. Okay, okay, early congratulations. So you're gonna have oh, you. the specialty plates out, you're gonna have the degree. I mean, life is just gonna be awesome and amazing for t- two thousand fifteen. 
now all I got to do is get remarried, and then I'll be married. <laughs> ah, well, you know, you know, you know, all things in time, all things right. in time. You know, I tell people all the time, the older I get, the harder it seems that you're going to find a mate because, you know, we're stuck in our ways. And, you yes. know, I was, telling, I was telling my mother the day, I said, you know, mom, I, I might get remarried again, but, oh, wow, just that fact of moving space over in the closet and, man, finding a place for his boxers and, oh, my God, his stuff is here. <laughs> like, no, maybe I could find one. I'll have a house down the way and we'll come visit each other on weekends, you know. Right. So. <laughs> you know, that whole concept of getting remarried when you're older is it has its own set of dynamics that I think people really don't understand. But you yeah. know let's let's work on the plates and the degree. That might be a little bit easier to obtain, okay. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um uh and and going back to uh I'm just gonna flip flop around here. So you you are working with a publisher now to get those books that we talked about out or you um you have to finish writing them first. Yeah, I want to finish writing them first. So I haven't even started looking for a publisher yet. So um, in my between time when I'm not sleeping or dealing with my grandkids, I try and put some more. But I'm giving myself, you know, another three months okay. you know, to okay. finish it. And then I'll start seeking a publisher. Okay. And we talked about these grandbabies at the beginning of the show. Um, how, how old are the grandbabies? Uh, Jaden is, well, he'll be two in October. Uh, Carter just turned three, and J-Rail is four. So I have spare steps. Oh, wait. Yes. She's done? Is she finished, or she going to have some more for you? I, oh, I hope she's finished, because I'm tired. <laughs> Say, look, this know. grandmother thing is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we live together now, so my daughter and my grandkids live with me. So. Ooh, a busy household. Yeah, that's what I tried to tell her. I said, I... I just want to be grandma. I just want to be grandma. I want them to come over, visit. I want to fill them up on sugar. And then I want to send them home and send you home. But <laughs> <laughs> responsible and, and going through, you know, picking up from daycare and, and washing and all this stuff. I, I had one kid for a reason. And I there argued with the doctor. I know. And I argued with the doctor when she told me that I was pregnant with you. But... <laughs> I tell you, I just, you know, just I I enjoy my experience. I babysit, but I need to know that they are going home at some particular time, you know, so please, you know, I need my little peaceful space. So I I understand where you're at. So, uh, yeah, that's some stair-step grandkids there, but I know they're spoiled and they love being around grandma all the time. Yes, they do. <laughs> and, you know, we had we had talked about, you know, even though it might be a little time consuming and, you know, inconvenient at times, we had talked about that at the beginning of the show, how much of a blessing it is to have extended family around. So, um, you know, the fact that you are in the situation that you're in now, um, I like to tell people all the time that it's always for a purpose. It's always for a reason. And I think the grandkids will have such a, a more enriching experience because you were there on a daily basis and a part of their lives, you know. So yeah. Yeah. we have to suck it up, Wanda. We have to suck it up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, so let me ask you this. You take a moment to think about that. Um, uh, the question I'm going to ask, uh, in the next five years, where would we like to see Wanda? Where would Wanda like to see Wanda? Um, Wanda would like to see Wanda in a stable environment mm-hmm. and I want to have choices. I don't like my choices being taken away from me. Okay. So I want to create um, 
want to create, I don't, you know, well, money is a necessity. So mm-hmm. I want to create a level of comfort where if I choose to do this, I can do this. Or I don't have to decide, okay, I can't do this because I don't, the car broke down. So yes. I don't want to have I don't want to have to trade one for another. I want to be able to get the car fixed. I want to be able to go on vacation. I want to be able to, you know, stay home. I want to be, and, and my bills still get paid. So yes. if, if I can get to just the level where it's peaceful and it's stable, then I would be okay. 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 And um, you're, you're working towards that, like I said, the plates and, and the, the books and then like I said we're going to I gave you your homework and you're going to start writing down all these wonderful ideas you have because you have been given the tools to have the choices the things that you desire we're just not acting on them so um, you probably could have been at the place that you want to be years ago but we've been yeah. hard-headed about some things you know um, and it, it's it's a life cycle that everybody you know goes through we don't all just automatically come out the womb and we've got it you know we have to flounder around and make mistakes and, and get bruised along the way because I think that that allows you to appreciate it when you do finally arrive you said you know exactly. I went through I went through this but I am now here and I deserve to be here and I'm entitled to this and um, you know I think it just makes the journey that much more um, golden to appreciate you know so um, exactly. just keep plugging at it um, so before we get out of here um, Wanda one more time I know I've bugged you already two times but one more time tell people the way they connect with you if they want to get involved with the Aroma Specialty Plates um, you can reach me at Aroma Specialty Plate LLC dot com I mean at Yahoo dot com I'm sorry Aroma That's Specialty all- Late, LLC at yahoo.com. Yeah. There you go. There you go, everybody. My guest today has been Miss Wanda Frazier, strong woman with an inspirational story. Uh, please support her books and product when you see them hit the market. Uh, Wanda, I thank you so much for making time for me today and sharing your story, and I wish you success with everything that you do, everything that you touch. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you so much, Wanda. That is all for this week's show. I'll be back next week at the same time. Until then, remember when it comes to your dreams, the words can't and won't should never slow you down. There's always space to change and to grow. Don't be boxed in. Live your very best life. I am your host, Lana Reed, and I will see you next week.